Aloha, everyone. Joshua Loya, a.k.a. Joshua the Jedi, the aspiring servant warrior. This is Adventure Mind. I have with me some of the two most legit badasses and genuine people I've had the pleasure of meeting. Eric and Kyle from Buddha Brothers. How are you, fellas? Awesome. Great to be here. Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it. This is going to be epic. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So, um, man, so it's obvious in in literally seconds of meeting you guys how enthusiastic you guys are about what you do about this lifestyle this this sort of adventure uh, obviously martial arts specific in terms of the the main thrust of what you guys do but i mean you guys are entrepreneurs you got you're out there you're training as much as you're documenting you're not just guys throwing up a website and selling gear which I mean, some red gear. I still need to get that hood gear once you guys get your supply chain sorted We're out. We're going to send um, you a care package, okay? You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, no, dude. You're no. going to love it. But All right, man. But, but seriously, though, like you guys make some of the most rad stuff. You guys are the most legit. Like, like I said, you're not just filming a camera. You're not mm-hmm. just making some rad stuff, but you're actually getting in there and you're doing it with us. It's like when we were out in Texas last year, you guys were 100% in it. You weren't just plan around the journey man that's that beautiful path that we're on where we're blessed to have the talent to capture amazing martial artists perfecting what they've dedicated their lives to and then sharing that with the community of like-minded martial artists like this is it's amazing we get to learn and grow as we share and help other people learn and grow and that's what's really magical about what we've tapped into and so there's no wonder why we're excited and enthusiastic about the life that we're creating that's beautiful, man. Like when you do something, like uh, we're we're when we're trying this the first time, just behind the scenes, we had some technical difficulties there. But one of the things we talked about is when you don't have a plan B. Mm. I mean, you guys are pretty responsible. You got the the structure, and you got your your other businesses and stuff to kind of help get this started. But you guys aren't you guys aren't in it halfway. <laughs> and I think that's what's so infectious about what you guys are building, and that's why I'm stoked to have you on in general. Okay. And when you're when you're in a place of like flow state or resonance or you're just enjoying what you yep. do, nothing else quite compares. And you just know that it is your calling and it's what you should be doing with your time. And it's essentially like yep. burning the boats. Like yeah. you you only have right. one direction to go. It's and that's forward. And we have committed to Budo Brothers to this martial arts lifestyle, to serving and helping our community and just resonating with all the people within it so how did you guys get started i mean were you guys friends before you had buddha brothers going on or what's what's the deal on that we were we actually met in university but we didn't really become great friends till actually after university and we were going on a trip and and ended up broing out and we were friends for a long time we we were both we had a lot in common you know what did you guys train together before just for in case you're like What's that that subtle accent? These, these guys are Canadians, but they're, they're some of the raddest people. Don't, you know. I know, eh? Um, right? There you, there you go. Th- throw in some uh, some Trailer Park Boys references periodically. Exactly. Here, you know? But uh, but so you but so did you guys train together before, yeah. or you just spent in university and you guys were friends or whatever? So we weren't like the best friends in university we knew of each other and both eric and i were entrepreneurs uh, so we were destined to cross paths um we both were lifelong martial artists and in different styles um eric taekwondo i was in karate and we 
kind of met on the mats through one day Eric's like, yo, you should come try ninjutsu. And I was kind of in between martial arts at the time. So we went and we started. Was that like a Bujikan yeah. or which, yeah. which branch Buj- of that? Yeah, okay. Ninjutsu, yeah. yeah, I dabbled in that a little bit for, for a few months myself cool. before I got serious about my training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it was our first experience with weapons. Like, yeah. weapons training. It was our introduction sure. to. A- well, you know what? That's that's some fun times with Dude, weapons, though. I mean, like, they. And the, you can't knock it. You know, as much as a lot of people love to knock, be, oh, that was, that's not real, and ha- try a resisting opponent. Man, there's a lot that that arc teach you there's a lot of i got a lot of flow out of it I, some legit wrist oh, locks i had my my time that i was doing yeah. ninjutsu or you know buddha taijutsu yeah. whatever they're calling it yeah. now like no there's there's some legit techniques it's in there just, yes maybe some of it is more difficult to to grasp mm-hmm. but there's some there's a reason why you know i think wasn't one of the um the early ufc champions or wasn't he uh like a bujokan guy i'm not sure no actually, idea. But, yeah like i think there was a couple guys in there in the early days that actually did well, I think one of the alternates in like UFC three or something but, or whatever. But to that but. point, I mean, every art has something to teach you 100%. if you are the 100%. student that's willing to learn. And of course, you, you know, yep. you, you try to tell a fish to climb a tree, and the, the fish is an idiot. You can't do it. And so, yeah. th- But every art has its own beautiful uniqueness yep. with gems that you can extract. And without ninjutsu, there would be no Budo Brothers. Truth. So we owe ninjutsu a lot. And <laughs> yeah. one thing that was really amazing about studying that was our instructor. Right. Yeah. Our sensei was just an amazing human, a father figure to us. He mm-hmm. started getting us into mindset and how to wow. view the world a different way. Man, and that's training. so much more powerful than any punch or kick or, or weapons combination you could ever Love learn. That. Yeah. And all of the mindset talk that we currently do, a lot of our stuff when we're talking to people, coaching people comes directly from that place. That's where it started. And that's where we started um, finding our way to communicate mm-hmm. truths. Yeah. And we find that, you know, yeah. this universe only has so many truths in it. it mm-hmm. It's just the way you say it, how you package it, what you, you do and your audience that you build, the people that you talk to is what changes. But like, there's only at the base of everything, there's only so many ways mm-hmm. to do stuff or lessons within a, stuff. A hundred percent. And you know, what's interesting, a mm. truth which is like it is something that is just like stood the test of time. All of these pillars that yep. seem to propagate through the thousands of years of martial arts tradition, things that are timeless. And that's what's beautiful about martial arts is that there are so many timeless virtues and timeless aspects that have stood the test of time. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because there's there's a lot of truth in it. There's a lot of truth in martial arts. There's a lot of life lessons that we as individuals can extract absolutely as we all know and if you were to take it if you're not a martial artist and you're listening just just the act of presence being in a present moment martial arts is such a great way to bring you to that present moment but so is surfing yeah being on the board riding the wave so is rock climbing so is meditating yep so presence being in the present moment is the truth but the scripts to get there are infinite exactly and it, what's what's so cool? I mean, I, um, it seems like almost every episode we've recorded so far, we mentioned Sifu Singh. But you know, one of the things he said that I got from him, and this is, you know, I also got this now that I think back in my short time doing uh, ninjutsu, the same branch of ninjutsu actually, yeah. um, was 
that there's a reason we call it the present because it's a gift. Love it. Love it. You know, yesterday was never here. Tomorrow, tomorrow will never come. The only time is right mm-hmm. now. Nicely said. And 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 the more we can actually realize that, the less we the we worry, the less we overanalyze the past. And like the fact that you got, I mean, that's that's more. You know, I mean, I I wish everybody trained martial arts, obviously, because mm-hmm. I I think we'd be a a kinder place. <laughs> we'd understand our, our our mortality a little bit more. At the same time, like if somebody is able to find that, like I mean, I meet a lot of people. You know, because I've, I've been surfing a few years now. I've met some of the most insanely brave people I've I've ever met. There's this there's this one uh, woman, Mira Vaha. She's a, I think she actually before her accident, she's an adaptive surfer. She's um doesn't have the use of her legs, so she uh, surfs in a wave ski. Okay, okay. So it's like a kind of a modified surfboard, and you you know use a paddle or whatever to surf into your waves. Um, she was like a outrigger canoe medalist before that, but. Um, in 2018, which is the first one where I, I at the U.S. Open uh, Adaptive Surfing Championships, where I won my first gold medal. Cool, nice. The surf was absolutely so insane, so insane. Like, 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 like big giant. Like, I, I think my biggest wave was like an eight foot wave, and like I barely freaking, you know, it was gnarly. This woman, she's out there, and she's she's you know, she's an island girl. She lives in in Hawaii. She does. She actually did like a rad like Hawaiian invo- invocation blessing chant thing at the beginning of the the ceremony, at the contest. It was so rad. But she was literally underwater for like a minute and a half because the surf was so gnarly, and she held on to her paddle because she didn't want uh, it to go flying and hurt somebody else. Wow! Wow! And, and she just hang in there. And here's the most badass part about it. She eventually is like, all right, you know what? I, I do need some help. She she let go and she we had tons of water fit safety because you know we don't want people to die, obviously, yeah, yeah. for the contests. But then once she gets her paddle, she goes out there, paddles back out to the outside, catches a big bomber and wins her heat. Amazing. That's like, so that's impressive. Like so, Josh, right? I, I'm actually really yeah. curious. Can you describe sure. to me how you can? Catch a wave based solely on feeling. So it's feeling and it's sound because, you know, depending on where you are, sometimes the wave has a roar. Although when you're on the outside, it's harder. I mean, you guys surf at all? I don't actually, we never talked about that before. I've actually never surfed. I have. Oh, dude. All right, come down to San Diego. We'll give you a surf yeah, lesson. Yeah, deal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make that happen, man. Once this whole uh, Rona thing is a little bit less sketchy. Deal. Um, but uh, so... So part of it is when I was first learning, it was about trust, right? So, so like I, I go into the ocean now by myself somewhat, but especially when I was first learning, you know, you have to have somebody kind of helps you get the lay of the mm-hmm. land. You know, I'm, I'm working with a really rad guy because in, in competitions, I have sometimes as little as 15 minutes for a heat. Sometimes I get lucky and I get 30 minutes and you have so many minutes to catch, you know, two really good waves. Yeah. Um, and you can have, you know, a bunch of different attempts or whatever, but part of it is, is you you get out it's kind of like when you're learning to pass somebody's guard in jujitsu mm-hmm. you can learn the techniques but you have to keep doing it you have to feel it you have to feel it you have to go through it and so the same thing with um or even with the the shock knife thing that we yeah. did uh, back at the 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 maya super show last Badass. year like um it's it's about letting go of your of your fear as much as you possibly can and paying attention to what you can figure out so 
like when I'm pat, when I get, you know, I start kind of start to get the the familiarity with the way the the wave is, and I have somebody explain to me how the waves go left, do they go right? Because they don't just come straight in; they usually curl off to one direction, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of learn how that works. You feet, you start paddling for the wave, and this is where it helps to have somebody with you if you're totally blind. So somebody might say, "Hey, a wave's coming. Let you know, go for it." Because especially when you're on the outside all of a sudden the wave will come up. Right. It might not be, you know, like on the inside, if you're catching a beach break, you can hear the roar because it's already broken oh. once. You, that that I can usually catch independently pretty consistently. Cool. But when you go to the outside, it's it's yeah. quiet until it's right. not. Right. Right. Until you're and so then, so Yeah, so so I'm paddling for it. And then if I'm, if I got my conditioning up, because that's why you have to be in good shape to make oh, that stuff yeah. work, you pat and you feel it start mm-hmm. to lift you. And then you kind of go, okay, all right. And then you, and then the trick is to be able to get up quickly and with balance. So cool. The, one of the things that people do a lot of times, and I, I did this when I was first starting. Dude, I've been surfing for like less than four years, which is bananas. Um, is actually no, I'm trying to think. My first real lesson was in 2017. It, it seems like I've been surfing for longer, but regardless, you start to feel it. You get up too quick, and you you don't steady the board. You end up falling. Mm-hmm. But if you can kind of wait for a second, get it steady. You stand up and then you just kind of lock in. It's funny too with um, with like some of the Tai Chi movements yeah. that I that I've learned from from Sifu Singh. The same hip shifting cool. that you do is very very similar to the way you have to shift to turn in. Uh, you know, because I serve regular, so I have my right foot back, my left foot forward. If I if I'm turning to my right, I put my weight my my back foot, turn my left shoulder in, and I turn in. If I want to turn out, it's the other way. I turn my left, open my shoulder up. But that same shift to gain speed, to put weight on the front of the board or to to pull back, put on the brakes a little bit, to scoot to the mm-hmm. back of the board, it's not leaning because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to fall mm-hmm. over. But if you shift, you know, and you start finding that balance point and it's, it, have you guys ever been on like a balance board, like one of those uh, like revolution boards yeah, that people yeah, yeah. use for, yeah, for balance training? They're great trainers. So that's a or good, like, oh, hundred like percent. Slack line. Like what I want. Dude, slack lining is one of the raddest things I ever got into cool. like a year, you, year and change ago. What yeah, do, what yeah, yeah. Don't you what do? don't you do, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, it's, dude, I will go and I'll do just about anything. Uh, if I got an opportunity to do it, if I got, I mean, one of these days, um, I know a blind guy's already done it. So Eric Weinmeyer's already climbed Mount Everest, but you know, I could do it again. Sure, absolutely. You know? But it's just a matter of the, the trick is it's, it's, it's funny. I used to kind of go, well, you know, like, yeah, I could do it, I guess. But now like I've done a few things and I, I don't put it, past, I've met some of the, okay. You guys say I'm impressive. There's a, there's a guy that was on the U S team. Cause I'm, I've been on the U S surf team. 2018 2019 and then you know continue on uh we just had the the world championships just at the beginning of march uh through the isa one of the guys on the the national adaptive surf team for the u.s he's got one arm whoa crazy one arm so he was he was a um he was a u.s army i think so don't i'm sorry jose if you're listening if i got the wrong branch my bad um just started hanging out with the guy, but he he stepped on an IED, Oof. and he and he woke up like a week later. He had he has one arm left, and he is the most badass guy. He freaking killed it. You can actually go on the uh, the ISA surfing website and go back and check the the replay of the contest we had in March. Guy's freaking killing it. He's been surfing just a handful of years, and he's a freaking world champion in surfing wow. and legit. Like I would challenge anybody. Yeah, he's. He's not standing up because he's got no freaking legs, mm-hmm. but he's 
he, he again it's it's all about what do you think you know, forget what you think you know if you have a mind to do something you do that thing and then you open that up and you you go and you well you know if i mess up i mess mm-hmm. up and and you know what and what do i in those what's the the kung fu saying fall down seven times get back up eight yeah. right so you know i mean like i went surfing saturday and i got stung with a stingray not bad um, you know, it happens for sure. You know, it's, it's like you're in their living room. I mean, they're like, I don't want you here. So what did you just like <laughs> step on it or he just like was like, hey, no, hey, no, 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 no. I always shuffle my was, feet. I always shuffle my feet, but it was just like, I was trying to get, I was just doing shore break independent. Nobody was with me. And I, um, there actually weren't even that many surfers out in that particular break, but I was changing my position. I think I hit like a family of them Ooh. or like maybe a couple of them mating. And my, thankfully I was wearing booties. So that kind of helped keep it from getting worse. But, you know, it stung me. But what am I going to do? Never go surfing again? Crazy. What does it feel so, like to get so, stung? You know, so what you're telling me is a guy that wrestles crocodiles got taken down by this, but you, you're, you're, you're all right. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> let, let, me, let me clarify something. But let me clarify. Because whenever I say stingrays, people are like, dude, they think of the big ones. They're like giant, you know, like yeah. um, like, re- like really big. Yeah, that's good. Make the, the, the gesture and pull the mic away from my face. But um, <laughs> so... The the stingrays that most people think of, they're thinking of the Steve Irwin stingrays. Okay, those are like so much larger. Okay. All right. These are at most like maybe a foot across. Still, okay. still, no. It's like I'm not gonna lie. It's not fun, but I mean, it's nowhere near as. I mean, like I I bump them all the how, time. That how happens. many like, times? You know how you can tell the shock knife. Ooh, it actually hurts worse. The shock knife isn't doesn't really hurt okay. that much. Ah. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, the shock knife is so much scarier than it is painful. It is. It's very. Uh, it's there's there's a lot of anxiety that builds up when you hear an electric pulse that is connected to yep. what looks like a blade. Yeah, that's that, yep. that's like a cocktail of fear, dude. I was so much more afraid of that shock knife than I've been almost of any of the stuff I've done. I mean, like I've, you know, like I've jumped out of airplanes. I jumped off the stratosphere in Las Vegas, which is fun. If you guys didn't do it, next time you guys go out to the super show, hundred percent got to okay. do it. Uh, none of that scared me as much as the freaking shock no knife. Kidding. And and you know, Sink still won't let me live down like <laughs> my first initial. <laughs> you know, because like, it's like what? yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You know, it's funny. I say that. It's been mentioned in like a couple of places. Now people want that footage of me screaming like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, I thought you screamed like a yeah. man. Yeah. Right? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It sounded, so, like, a, it sounded like a grizzly said, bear. Yeah. It was like, it was like a lion's roar. It was, it was yeah. a lion's roar. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but for, you know what? For just going back to like, I'm still, it blows my mind yeah. that you're able to do everything that you do based on feeling. And I want all the listeners to try this. When you go home, Stand on one foot and just try to keep your balance standing on one foot. Okay. And then, you know, bring your arms out, whatever. Now do the same thing, but close your eyes and look what happens to your balance. Your balance, like your vision anchors. It's like a GPS system for the body that it can, you can know where you are in space and time. So when you remove one of those, wow, you're, that is an entirely new world. It, it, It takes you know, I, I get a lot of credit for that. The thing that a lot of people forget, you know, is I lost my sight completely in early 1996. So you figure after 24 years, I'd hope I'd be good at something. Well, you're great. At, you're so, great at 
everything you do. You do everything at a very well, high Well, I appreciate caliber. that, man. I appreciate think that. Think about it. It, it. Were you a fraction of adventurous as you were when you had I, your sight? I, I, I am more adventurous now. Hmm. And part of that honestly is, I mean, I had that influence. I mean, like I was a skater a little bit for a few years here and there, but I honestly... I was one single hit to the head, like, you know, like a, like a little jab to the side of the head, not even enough to knock somebody out, but it just enough to kind of make them go, oh, huh? That would have been enough to send me to the hospital to have to get an eye surgery when I was a kid. Wow. Like I had to be so careful. Wow. And so I was, I was by, um, not by choice, but just by the way of it and how poor, cause I didn't have vision in my right eye and I had super nearsighted vision in my left mm-hmm. eye. So I was kind of involuntarily made an indoor kid. I used to ride my bike a lot and that was kind of the one thing. And I'd go, I'd go out in the woods and stuff and I had my, you know, uh, bow and arrow, whatever, that basically shot sticks that my dad made out of a piece of bamboo for me or whatever. You know, I had yeah. like those types of yeah. things, but I didn't, I never went surfing until I was an adult. I never, I, uh, as far as skating goes, like um, I never went off any vert ramps, never did any half pipes or anything like that because what if I fell? Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't worried about a broken bone, but like just the risk was so high. Wow. And going back to when you tell somebody they can't do something that they want to Big do time. And then you finally go, all right, you can do it. It's like a bow. It's like you're pulling cool. back that bowstring. You're holding it and you're holding it. And you're holding it. And finally you say, okay, you can go that, that bow goes off and it goes straight for what it's meant for. And I'm not saying that I've never had stumbling blocks, you know, like I, I started doing martial arts consistently in 2005. I didn't quit my job and do this full time until four years ago. Wow. And so, and, but now like you talk about when you find your purpose, when you find your reason for living, you, I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about. You know, it's it's a little humbling. You guys are interviewing me on my Man, podcast, but you know, that's the way Dude, it goes. This is amazing. Uh, but but the thing is, is when you find something that you realize you're you're meant to do, mm-hmm. you don't have to think about. It. You just know. It's like mm-hmm. when you, the first time you get a tap in a jujitsu class, yeah, and legit get a tap, like somebody didn't hand it to you, and they're like dang it dude <laughs> you're I like that there's that little tiny yeah you like you're like oh dude i did that mm-hmm, nice you know it, it's it, i mean more for me though like yeah i do the adventuring thing but it's not just about me it can't there's there's that point for sure there's got to be the it's got to feel you but if it's just about you then it's not enough right. And so like that, I mean, that's why I teach and that's why I think it's rad that, you know, you guys are providing resources for people and all mm-hmm. that you guys help people on their journeys. Like I have a, I have a student that, you know, um, she's nine years old and for the most part, she's done primarily, uh, stand-up techniques, you know, so in our, in the Kempo style that I teach, it's uh, a hybrid system. So we have a lot of similar techniques to karate, but we also have a lot of jujitsu, a lot of, um, you know, basic weapons techniques and things like that. Her favorite thing to do, she just started getting into learning some of her grappling in the last maybe half a year. Her favorite thing to do is jujitsu takedowns. Cool, nice. So she comes in, I do like a private lesson with her. And granted, I'm not using the full weight of my attributes against her because, you know, what's a nine year old kid going to do against a guy who's 185 pounds? And, you, sure. you know, mm-hmm. like, but like, dude, she's legit ro- locking in, uh, 
single leg takedowns. Amazing. And on a, if she did this on a even a kid that weighed you know another thirty pounds heavier than her, she'd be taking him down no problem. And she's so excited when she got it. She finally got ha, learned how to do a single leg, dude. The 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 confidence that she had in herself is so infectious. When you get to see somebody who had the where they're questioning their sense of self worth, and they finally get to the point where they go, "I'm not helpless anymore." Uh, yeah, that's the, there's nothing like that. Um, and and you know that's that's what this podcast is about, and that you know as far as like helping people to have more of that mm-hmm. life. That's that's there's so much life out there. We get fixated on the whole like, oh, you said this on Facebook, and I said that on Facebook, and I mean I'm guilty of it too, but like. When you actually go out, go outside for a minute, go for a walk, get on a slack line, fall over and, and have to get back up. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's a different way of living and that's a more vibrant way to live, you know? And how incredible is it that you have the ability to help somebody else tap into that space yep. Yep. where they can feel that they can feel alive they can feel in control they can feel what it's like to tap into your potential as a human yeah and you as a facilitator of that that is the reward yep. that is that feeling watching another human being ha- better than any drug or drink uh, you'll ever get 100% and that's what we try to bake into everything that we do is yep. we want to help other people experience that. And if they can experience that yep. through the lessons that we share and the knowledge that we put out on our platforms, if we can help people tap into that true power, there is no more purposeful thing that we could possibly be doing with Budo Brothers other than that. And you, and that's, that's so rad. Like, I mean, like again, um, so, I mean, so you guys train with, like, you guys not only have filmed this stuff, because you guys have, at least as far as I know, you were in and participants of the seminars that you guys shot. Like, the the three that you got the Sing Fu Sing one, got the... Uh, yeah, so we have uh, three seminars right now. Yeah. So we have yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this one with Sifu Sing, uh, JKD yep. and, and Kali, that, that type of stuff. Yeah, the martial, martial arts for everyone, everyone, yeah. And then we have... Uh, one with Felix Roles, Grandmaster Felix Roles, called Pakmu. And then we did one with uh, Eli Knight, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Deep Dive. And last one, we're kind of just waiting for COVID to die down. Oh, oh, so you're actually in the process of we making one now. Halfway through. Yeah, we need to finish up all our scenes. Oh, uh, dude. So, uh, and it's with Michelle Watterson, the UFC fighter, Karate Hottie. Oh, dude, heck yeah. yeah. Oh, and we've got some gold. Yeah, yeah. We have some gold. And it's so bad because... <laughs> When she, we actually flew Michelle Watterson up to Calgary to put on a charity event, she helped us raise a boatload of cash. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing uh, Beverly uh, posting yes. yeah. that for sure. Yeah, so that was such a great place for us to do good, and that's where the Budo Youth Fund that we can we can help kids tap into what we've been talking about. And see, and I didn't even mention the Budo Youth Fund. So that's so if you guys don't know. What is it like? Ten percent of of all your profits you basically use to help uh, cover the cost for for kids that want to do martial arts that don't have quite the same resources as others. Or is, is that the deal? Yeah, or? it's a grant funding program. So when okay. we hit a certain marker in terms of funds raised, so ten percent of all of our profits from all the gear we sell, from the digital seminars that we promote, 
all goes to the fund. And then in addition to that, we put on fundraising events and we flew up Michelle Watterson to put on a charity sweat where we filled a soccer field full of people that wanted to learn sweat and do some MMA style training. And then we did a private seminar, uh, a private MMA seminar at a local school here in Calgary called Alavanca. And that event alone raised enough cash that we could actually help support the incredible adaptive MMA program so that they can accept an entirely new cohort of kids that are that either have disabilities, they're either at-risk youth. All right, now you're speaking my language, dude. So, no joke, you got to check out the incredible adaptive MMA program. It's out of the Definitely. Jackson Wink Academy. It's All right. absolutely incredible, and we are so thrilled to be supporting this group because the impact that these folks are making on these individuals lives is truly earth shattering and all i can recommend is you check them out definitely it would be an amazing trip for you to go and check that program out like dude 100 like one of my my goals i would love so if we got anybody who's listening or we got somebody who wants to fund uh uh bruder brothers to like film like some sort of special or something i would love to go like travel the world train with a bunch of different people and learn and show people this is how people do it here cool nice this is how people train here you know so nobody steal our idea <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so so the so our know. next digital seminar is with so while she came up to help us raise money for the budo youth yeah, fund, yeah, yeah. we started saying hey well we should let's shoot a digital seminar and so we started but there wasn't enough yeah. time for us to finish and then covid hit yep. so we're like halfway done filming yeah Yep. And and back to your point on whether we we train while we're doing the seminars, it is the best learning tool for martial arts because we're sitting there. Not only do we have to be so engaged and film them, but then we have to edit and watch all the videos over. And, and you have to make sure again. that it makes sense <laughs> yeah. and conveys what they were trying to communicate there initially anyway. So, so it's like being in a class and just being ultra focused at every single word and it it's improved my martial arts just editing the videos big time and you know what i'm reminded of university in university i did mechanical engineering at at the university of calgary okay and we were in some of our courses we were allowed cheat sheets we were allowed one piece of paper that you could write whatever you better make sure yeah you need you still need to know stuff like that one you can't just pretend you don't know stuff and, and just go from that sheet you have to know it to make sure that that sheet actually is useful but here's the irony right? the irony of the whole situation was the fact that we had the ability to put as much knowledge as we could on an eight and a half by 11 the act of writing out each little thing that we feel is a golden nugget that act of of editing the paper and putting the knowledge on wax Mm -hmm. solidifies it so when we're editing these videos and we're learning these tutorials we're actually watching it over and over again oh that didn't quite sound right oh i'm going to switch to this angle oh that lock looks really good right there us, yep. th- it is the most in-depth educational experience that we've ever done and that's why we get so excited about producing these is because the the yep. nuggets that we're able to extract out of these martial artists and capture on film and put it in a way that is consumable and, and enjoyable and man we have a lot of fun we get to meet well and the that's the other thing is like people mm-hmm. and just travel and like hang out and shoot stories it's and the best 
eat good sure. food. It's it's just it's just amazing. <laughs> as far as good food, you say that I keep thinking of like that barbecue that when they had that there was that one day in Texas where they smoked chicken like literally all day long. Honestly, there's nothing like it. There's and I've never had nothing will ever compare. I don't care what barbecue place I go to, the 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 slow cooked smoked meat that Ooh. we had at the Proctor Ranch, nothing will ever compare no, to it. No, ever. No. It, it, it's legendary. <laughs> but um, so the, the whole the whole idea around yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our digital seminars to is we want to find these unique practitioners that have literally dedicated their lives to their art that don't have a channel. They don't have a means to and and the what we look for is an authentic desire to share yep. their passion. And that's one of the things that's so rad uh, that, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you guys do that are, you know, impressive and, and admirable and stuff. But one of the things that I zeroed in right away is, is the authenticity about it. And it's not just, you know, you can, you can film something, you can record something and it technically documents it. It's like, okay, this is how you throw a crescent kick. This is how you do this form. This is how you uh, escape this type of technique. You know, you, you have this chokehold and you have the, these counters and all that. Not only are you conveying the information, but you're also doing it in an aesthetically pleasing and engaging way. And that's that's something that I, I don't know if you guys like had initially wanted to be like uh, like filmmakers at some point earlier on before you got into um, creating the brand here. But there's the there's an attention to aesthetics that helps to make it more engaging. I think that. Because I'm sure we've all seen, there's no reason to, to point them out, but we've all seen martial arts videos that while the information may be good, it's boring to watch. And essentially, it's Eric and I's eye. Uh, we learned all of our camera skills and the equipment and stuff just off of YouTube. We Zero training. Just like, <laughs> we're like, all right, we better figure this that out. Is, that is so so cool to me that you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Let me figure out how to do it. Okay. All right. I, Let's try it. And but and you keep getting better. But on it. it also gave us a gift where we didn't copy anybody's filming style. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have like a very run and gun, two separate camera approach to filming things, and yep. it makes it very dynamic. Not to mention that we understand martial arts, so we know sure how to capture it from the best angles or like what a seminar is going to be like yep. when it's going to heat up when to do 360 spins around the person and one of the most important things too is being able to not sound make a person sound too egoic yeah um a benefit of teaming, teaming yeah. up with us is that we are capturing it from our view rather than the person capturing themselves which sometimes that that's huge because then you end up turning into like a real life master can or something <laughs> right, right. <laughs> love that, that but i do i but i would never want to train with a guy like that for real you know all so. met that yeah kind of yeah. practitioner <laughs> and, Ma- for and sure. master can told us we were a bunch of bullshit anyway did he do a segment no, with you guys no, how, no, how have no. you guys never it's dude how coming. have you guys never been on into the dojo you guys got to make Straight that happen up, we're gonna do a cameo I, that's in our future <laughs> okay for sure. mark mark, mark right. our words yeah we and by the way if uh if, if you want to put in a good word totally i would that would, i would totally like lose my mind so, that would be so Here's red. the thing. We've had breakfast with Master Ken. Uh-huh. And okay. he is completely different <laughs> uh, 
out of real totally. life, out of character, not yeah. Master Ken, than in real life. I didn't even recognize sure. him when we sat down for breakfast. I, it, yeah. it was one of the most memorable breakfasts I've ever had in my life. It was Eric, I, Master Ken, and Master Wong, and then Sifu Sink came oh, in. Oh, dude, uh, but it was that's it awesome, was just amazing. And no joke, this was legit at eight in the morning. <laughs> Okay. Now, now we had all been out partying in Vegas <laughs> yes. the night before. So this is at, at the this Super is Show at or the something, right? Super Show last year. Yeah, and we we yeah, yeah. so it was uh, Sifu Singh, Master Master Wong. We were there was a bunch of us. We were just partying late into the night, and we just uh, sure. Well, it's Las Vegas. What are you going to do? The Super right? Show just ended, and exactly. Oh, okay. So oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm with you. Late in the evening, we're all like. We're at a restaurant, and of course, Master Wong gets his oh breakfast tomorrow. Every let's, eight eight a.m. You better be there. Yeah, <laughs> and so we all we were all drunk, and we all made a pact. We're like, yeah. we're gonna be there. We cannot let Master Wong down. And you know that's the coolest thing. I love you guys. Like you know you you'll you'll make that pack in the middle of that moment, but you'll still follow through. Yeah. It's, so. a, it's a pact. You have to. <laughs> yeah. 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 What are you going to do? Right. So there we are. We show up at 8am. Like I can just, you know, the morning after can you move, you can just taste the booze on your breath. <laughs> you took up this, like, walk of shame through the lobby. I didn't know this. These eggs tasted like <laughs> yeah. vodka. Exactly. And so we, we, yeah, we go to this breakfast joint and sure enough, it's Master Ken and yeah, <laughs> and Master. Uh, that, that's so right. And, but we literally didn't know it was him until we're like, "Oh shit, it's Master, it's Master Ken!" Like, because he doesn't have his mustache and he's not, he's not in right, right. But once you tap it, you're like, you can see it. You're, but he, what a genuine dude! And he's, he's actually yeah. now when he's talking out of character, does he still sound like President no. Obama? He sounds. Do you ever notice that how much how much like how Barack Obama he sounds like? If you close your eyes and you listen just to the way he talks, that's actually an interesting. Hundred percent Barack Obama. I'll never be able to forget that. Now you know you said nope. that. Yet. No, I played. I played one of. I played the very first episode of End of the Dojo for uh, a friend of mine that was all that's also blind, and she was like, "Is this Barack Obama?" Like she had to think that huh, huh. it wasn't him. Yeah, it's it's the the resemblance auditorily is uncanny actually. Hmm. Genuine human though. Yeah, great guy. And same with Master Wong. Well, and wow. he's a legit he's a legit martial artist. Oh, yeah. He's not just some you know, I mean I think he what did he do? Like um American Kempo, I think, primarily. Movement doesn't lie. Like when that. he's moving, you see that he's got talent. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And but. and Master <laughs> Wong is the funniest, oh. most amazing, oh. passionate humans i've ever met some of the most entertaining videos on youtube i think and honestly quite honestly joshua i would highly yeah, yeah. Rec- like his book yeah is his okay. story if you actually hear i i know very little about wow. him other than you know all i, mean, I can uh, say yeah. is holy shit mm-hmm. right we think we've got it bad yeah like the 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 struggles that that man's been through and the painful upbringing as a child to mm-hmm. go through bu- being bullied and being like racially profiled and and be, like and straight up hardship str- and, and turmoil honestly yeah. the story is but it's a beautiful story of perseverance and it's a beautiful story of service and i'm not going to let any cats out of the bag and all i can recommend is that if you're a martial artist that wants to learn from other practitioners stories master wong stories 
is an incredible, powerful story. All right, you got me hooked already. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, when we get done, I'm definitely going to go snag a copy of Absolutely, that. Absolutely, for should. sure. Yeah, because I mean, and that's honestly like that's what I love. You know, because because I think you guys talked about this on a because I've only heard a couple of clips. Honestly, I haven't gone too deep into the podcast you guys launched, but I think at one point um, you came up with this rad uh, like formula. I think you guys were sitting down. You did some sort of impromptu thing, maybe even in Las Vegas. I wish I remember what it was, but you were talking about the why Mm -hmm. and and like how and and that's the thing. If you have a strong enough why, you'll figure out the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And so, getting a glimpse into why other people do what they do, um, I think that it's a little bit like uh, you know. Uh, sympathetic strings in, in like on a sitar or other types of frequencies where you hit that right note and that one note is the thing that starts the avalanche yeah. right because it just happens to hit things just sonically so you 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 learn something about somebody else's story and then it just kind of it hits a certain resonance in your own heart and you're kind of oh yeah and then it it, it kind of launches you a little bit further forward so I'm, I'm all about that if his story is as compelling as it sounds like it is I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go check that out and that that realization that I think you're referring to when we were in Vegas, that was actually before we launched the yeah. podcast. And that was where, Kyle, you had that when we were talking. Do you, do you remember what the formula yes, was? Yes, with, with yes. Because it was so yes. dope. I, I remember it. it. I don't remember yeah. what it was, but it was so, so dope. So we were just talking about like finding, finding your purpose and what happens when passion yes. meets service, you get purpose. Right. So when your passion, yeah. your innermost desire and your true self meets serving people and being valuable yep. in society that's when your purpose is aligned that's it passion mix yeah. and then you don't have to worry it's like a recipe then you don't have to worry about whether or not you're doing something that's good because you know it's good because you're serving other people exactly yeah right and the mark that's what's so cool about what we're doing is that None of this would happen if it wasn't helping people. We would not be successful if we were not helping other people be successful. Yeah. And so it's it's a self it's a feedback loop. This is yes, keep yep. doing what you're doing because it's helpful. And in the <laughs> ecosystem, you are a valuable member of the ecosystem. Yep. Like nature Anything that does not serve the greater good of the ecosystem, that does not play a role, that yep. does not provide a service yep. to something else. It'll only last so long. It will get iterated out of existence because it is not valuable. Well, and the thing is, what's crazy too, uh, you know, and this is a testament to to how much value you guys are providing. When did you guys actually launch? It was about four years ago. Yeah, four years. I mean, you guys have have come on the scene like like gangbusters. <laughs> like like you you look at like kind of the influence, and maybe it's because I'm have I travel in some of the same circles, I guess. But honestly, though, like from the what 2019 to last year, or 2018 to last year, the growth, like in terms of people knowing who you guys were at the Super Show and all, dude, it's it. it I'm surprised. I'm I'm happy because I think you guys are rad people and I think it's good, but 
like how crazy is it for you guys to kind of look at how far you guys have come in just that short you know time what's the funny thing is we think we're going so slow uh-huh. when we're talking to each other it always feels like it from from your perspective i'm yeah. sure and uh one of our biggest things is we really love connecting with people that's just both yeah. in our dna and we answer all of our DMs. We're always in communication with our customers and we listen a lot to what people want. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're a product company. Like yeah. we're not necessarily like influencers or anything like that. Like we, and we don't claim to be the best martial artists on the planet. Like, no, yeah. we're, we are perpetual <laughs> students. Best of all, worst of none. You know, right? That's why you don't see us teaching a lot of stuff. It's because we help share the knowledge of of the masters and we make products like our hood gi was one of the things that put us on the map and it took like three years to perfect that design three years of work to perfect because you had a couple iterations of that thing gen one yeah (laughs) gen two and i will be having a gen three and and uh with our digital seminars like our first one to the one where they're at now like it's gotten so much better but we just we we're always listening to what people want and Mm -hmm. we're trying to fill that need with the most epic product and just wait till you get some of the things in the care package we're sending you we've been we've been in the lab (laughs) cooking up some fire like it like the next round of product drops because we got really quiet during um yes. the sure time. i mean supply chains probably got really kind of gnarly just the last little bit right yeah and it just focused us to go into innovation mode and creation see and that's what makes you guys a like like true warriors and in, in, in terms of the heart the heart of it is you guys don't let oh well i can't do this so i guess i'm not going to do anything you guys I'm sure you had your moment where you're like, holy crap, what's going mm-hmm. on? But then you, uh, you, you didn't stay there. And that's what's so beautiful you know, about our business is that it's Kyle and myself. And if we want to decide to do something, we call each other. And 30 minutes later, we've made a decision. <laughs> and then an hour later, we're... There's no board no, that you have to are, go, well, we we, we got to do market testing and see if this, if enough people think this is a good idea. And, you know, and also you're not worrying about offending people. I mean, you guys are conscious. You're not like clueless in terms of, but like you don't, what you see is what you get. Like for, for those listening and those checking any of the video clips we got out, like you guys aren't a different person right now on the recording than you are when you and I are talking, uh, you know, just it's who we are back and it's forth, you know, mm-hmm. at dinner or whatever. A hundred percent. Like we don't, it's not like we have characters that we turn on. We are yeah. who we are and we're excited about the journey that we're on and we're learning, growing and sharing. And like, so of course we're jacked up. Of course we're excited. Yeah. Of course we're having, we're, we're kids in a candy store. Yep. And we're living childhood dreams. We get That's to it. do martial arts with mm-hmm. some of the best people yes. in the game. Yes. Yeah. Our sensei that trained us in, in ninjutsu, one thing he said right. to me that has always stuck, there was one class where he said, never forget your first 
earnest intention. The first mm. intention, the, your first strong, earnest intention that you had as a child, what was that calling? Do you remember being in that dream state where anything was possible and there was one thing that stood mm. out? There was one thing that called you. There was one thing that said, this is the way. And then life dusts and kicks the shit out of you and you forget and yeah, you lose your way fully and how often and how ironic it is is that we find purpose when we get back to that child's state when absolutely we get back to that san shin that three-year-old heart who we were when we were brought into this world getting back to that pure state that's where success lies and to never forget your first earnest intention is incredibly powerful because that's where true purpose lies. And everybody has it deep down. If you were to like look at yep. a TV screen and all like it was just on static and it's like, I feel like that's life. Mm -hmm. There is just so much static and so much noise. It's like almost so no signal. Mm -hmm. It's all and noise. noise. But that earnest intention yeah. is always there. Yes. And if you mm -hmm. can just peel away all that static, you get to the true message. And a lot of people ask us, like, how are you guys so passionate? How do you guys find that? And it it's literally within peeling away the static and just focusing on that true intention and that 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 feeling inside where you know you're on the right path mm -hmm. and when you start it's not that clear it's a quiet little noise mm -hmm. but you probably even experience this as you've been doing it more it builds and it gets louder and louder and louder well and that's just it when i finally made the choice not to live the safe conventional life and i've made a bunch of mistakes in the last four years you know i'm but when I, the more that I've walked that path, the more alive I feel, you know, the first time I actually rode away for the first time, the first time I went and I, like, I remember, um, cause when I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a warrior. Like I, I was, you know, I'm, I'm 40, right. So I grew up with He-Man and, and Karate Kid yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to be, I wanted a Mr. Miyagi and I wanted to be a badass. You know, it's like all the, in the whole, just experiencing as much life. And I had this, this sort of, I'm doing this moment. I was not even six months into judo. Hmm. Right. And I remember, uh, so I, I, I trained at a couple of places. One place was, uh, uh, Sanchi judo, uh, up in, uh, was it I'm trying to think, uh, Vista up. It actually apparently used to be, uh, Ronda Rousey's old judo club way back in the day. Um, so when you're, when somebody's throwing you and what, what's the first initial kind of reflex people have is to sag down and make it harder for somebody to throw you. Right. Well, somebody hits me with a, um, and I see an and I try to hang on and I, and I don't I try to not let them throw me. I go even higher. My feet are straight up towards the sky and i'm like probably six feet off the ground I'm like holy shit what did i sign up for right and as i fell and i knew how to fall properly so i didn't hurt myself and i had that moment dude i'm doing this for real now mm -hmm. i'm doing this this isn't you know okay nobody's actually pulling a sword on on me i'm not having to like use my like 
you know, Dragon Ball Z chi power or whatever, you know. Um, uh, but like, I'm actually doing this for real. And it was, that was a shift. And I, like, when I think back to experiences like that, and, and honestly, even working with Sifu Singh with the shock knife and some of the other stuff, every time I get a little bit of glimpse, I'm like, all right, I'm moving towards that thing that I want to do as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I would have phrased it the same way you guys did, but I can 100% attest to it. The more I get to experience mm-hmm. it, the more I'm like, dude, I could do yeah. this. It's, mm-hmm. it's just so funny how life, yeah. how, how we, we arrive in this world assembled and then we get disassembled by life. And it only takes... Yep the experience of going through all of the trials, the tribulations, the letdowns, yep. Yep. the catastrophes, the mess ups, the screw, the regrets, all of the different things to start building back that piece of puzzle and reach a space, a, a place of gratitude where you can start to be thankful yeah. for the things that you do have in your life. And all of a sudden things sure. start coming together and you start to rebuild who you always were. <laughs> And then you get back into that power spot. Then that's the power play. That's where life starts aligning. That's where things start coming together. That's where you have that sense of wholeness. And that's where you're centered and you can start executing. And that's where that is where true power lies. It's funny when you get to that place too, the universe (laughs) conspires in your favor. Yes. It starts throwing random things at you that you're like, how is this possible? How is this? How is this freaking possible? How how could this dot connect to this dot and this is the result? Yeah, and it's completely unexplainable. Uh, there's so many examples that Eric and I go through on a regular basis where we're yeah. like, the universe uh, is conspiring. I, I can relate. I can relate. I mean, dude, I, I've gotten to meet uh, so many people. And in, in my short time, you know, I've been doing martial arts consistently for almost 15 years and, and whatever. But like, like I was walking through and like Bill Wallace recognized me. Cool. Amazing. What? What? John Hackleman recognized me. Nice. Like, like how that's, that's bananas. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, like, like you don't, and, and again, you know, yeah, they're just people for sure. But it's, it's a weird thing when you're walking through and you're, you're just kind of, um, like I even posted something on on uh, on Instagram, just a random thing about like how I got a chance to surf today, and like I'm getting like accolades from freaking John Hackleman on my freaking Instagram. Oh, that's cool. like you don't get that. Like what what is that? Like and that's just that's a small little segment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, who knows? Like all the experiences you guys have had in terms of who you got to train with and meet and and you, you know, know what's cool about what we've learned in our journey is to as, as is. As cool as all of that is, and the recognition, and right, the, right, right, the the things that are really good for your ego, we, for sure. And and thanks for the ego check. But, I appreciate but, no, that because it's this, easy this to is, get. This is exactly <laughs> it because it, it is tempting. It's that sugar. It's that. It's like, ooh, that feels yeah. good. They yeah. know who I am. Ooh, I, I like this. Right, we like this. Yeah. What we found is. In, in, here's a hockey analogy. This is a good Canadian right. hockey analogy. If, if <laughs> I love it. By the way, the, seriously, one of the most underrated sports in the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Truth. Okay, so if hockey players watch their own pass to admire their beauty, they get checked into a new time zone. And so what we try to do right. is not we we it's a different it's a balance because yes you got to celebrate the victories but you also got to yep. be com- 
careful that you're not admiring your own past because the universe has a tendency to correct it and check you into the boards and knock you into a new time zone. So how do you stay centered yep. and realize that you're on the right path and you're doing the right things and the the little checkbox that you get along the way mm-hmm. that are great, but the reality is when you're on purpose, validation is not needed. Mm-hmm. It it lies in the journey. No, that's that's truth. That's truth. Like, I mean, and what do you guys do because of how many people you've gotten to work with in such a short time? I mean, you know, like Michelle Waterson, uh, you know, and, and all of the other people you've got a chance to work with in this short period of time. Well, how do you guys keep from letting your egos get stroked? <laughs> like, well, you've got you got to have some sort of a like or, or, or at least how do you let the ego strokes not you don't start smelling your own shit and thinking it doesn't <laughs> right. stink. Like how do you, how do you actually get to that point and, and kind of keep that grounded? It's really, are, there's gotta be oh, some strategies yeah, in there. It's really simple. We get corrected a lot. Is there like some thread on bullshit? No, I should go no, look no, at no, or something. No. Or? There's a vortex, right? So Eric and I normally one of us is it checks the other one with I, a I balance, guess, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't really get into it too much when we meet people because we found that, most of the time, people are all the same. And if you sure. turn in and you learn from them, you're going to learn a lesson from anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's within our core values that we're going to film UFC superstars and also undercover yeah. gems that nobody's heard of. Like, that's what Budo Brothers Fully. is going to do. But where right. we... You guys are going to record good content regardless of, matter. of how well-known the comes subject from. is. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. when it comes to, like random ideas especially with like products or like styles or something that we think is cool and one of us is not keeping the other one in check it's a vortex it's and it, it self-corrects yeah when we're both all in on something oh, it goes e- bad it, it, it's a flop <laughs> we almost go bankrupt just just picture two kids so can, pic- can you give me yeah, a just picture two kids who just got ice cream dancing around and like flailing and like yeah and like by the time they're done dancing both ice creams have fallen off and melted on the ground (laughs) and you've gotten a chance to eat like two bites of it right so yeah what can you share any like unique examples where like either comical or otherwise um, there's there's got to be one that you're willing to pull the curtain back a little bit so this one's not that comical because it literally almost crippled the company um we came out well sobering (laughs) lessons are good too we came out with a garment called uh the cardi and the what cardi and it's like it, it was what, like okay. a throw sweater yes it's like this reversible dope ass throw sweater they could just throw on okay after training. what did like cardi bc you guys or something or what? it's a cardigan so cardi yeah, right yeah. right right but right but did did was there like a weird branding thing with this cardi was, b this or was something before or cardi b truth oh yes. wow yeah i guess she hasn't been on the scene that long you know, no she? no actually maybe not but who knows who knows but yes. either way so it was this amazing garment that you could wear after training because you're sweating you want to head to your car you just got something to throw over and it was fresh Mm. so eric and i were like how many should we order we look at each other and we're just like oh no we back up the truck (laughs) double down this is it this is the we're going deep we're going for this one so we ordered all our cash just all in deployed all, in. all our capital like like, like 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 no, no like well we these better sell because we're kind of screwed if we exactly. don't we, yeah, we hadn't we didn't have enough to pay for toothpaste to brush our teeth after is it yeah so we we invested it all and the product came and we started selling them 
and all of a sudden we got emails coming in from our uh, customers. Ding! Oh and no! The the Eric got the first email. He explains the story the best, and it it was it was pretty <laughs> scary. It was terrifying. I get an email, and right away I read it, and I text Kyle. We we have a code red where it's we need to to oh, talk now yes. like call me now this is an emergency yeah i had a picture from a customer that sent me a photo of our cardi and it is a reversible sweater so it's white on the inside and navy on the outside now we had flown to vietnam to meet with our manufacturers and go through the product and do everything. So you guys were deeply invested, oh, oh, like oh, really we, making sure that we you were had, all in. yeah. And the prototypes that they sent us and we we tested them out, we washed them, we did this, we drew, we put them on high, hot, spin, dry, uh, heavy duty, all of this, and it turned out great. We're like, okay, let's do it. Sure enough, there oh, is no. a factor called quality creep that when you get a sample it's immaculate and the production of course is it a is a little bait and switch where they use cheaper material and that mm-hmm. cheaper material bled when you washed it so we i had a photo of a garment that <laughs> the white was pink and disgusting oh, dude. i yeah. barfed when i looked at it like like not not even like a cool looking pink oh, like no. a like no. a camo gross throw up pink it was bad so oh, right dude. away we quote unquote sell out and we refund everyone's like literally we had only sell, sold about 30 i think before yeah. we found out yeah. that we it was a problem so well, hey, at least you caught it we early. caught it early. But we literally went in. Even if people were happy and it, for whatever reason their detergent didn't make it bleed, we refunded them. We just refund. Because you didn't want like the, the stuff later oh. and you just want to uh, do the no. right thing for sure. And so here we are sitting on a batch. And I kid you not, oh, no. weekend Jeez. after weekend, we're out at my parents' place putting them through the wash using like trying different tactics to try and save no them they were done and here we are with all of our cash evaporated in but, these pink but, gross cardies and they might not be fashionable enough to sell but they are high it's a quality garment so we didn't want to just light it on fire so we went sure. to our local shelter and donated over 250 cardies to the calgary dream center and now there's a bunch of stylish there you go pink dyed <laughs> <laughs> people walking around with buddha brothers gear in calgary yeah. <laughs> well at least you're able to find something to do with i mean like you guys have obviously we're able to keep from losing everything from that one mistake. Mm-hmm. But you probably had those moments where you're like, oh, dude. The funny thing is we rode the wave with that one. So while we were doing this and going through that whole ordeal and emptied our bank account, we forgot to turn off our Facebook advertisements. And so we were still advertising for the Cardi online. Oh, and dude. then all of a sudden, we get a message from a gentleman that we all know called Sifu Singh. And that right. was our first introduction to Sifu Singh. And through that mistake, we led to us meeting Sifu Singh and the ability to actually start doing digital seminars. Correct. 
Okay. He saw an ad for the Cardi while he was standing in line at a restaurant. He was just going through his Facebook, and we target martial sure. artists, and so he came up as a target. Uh, of course, you and do. He saw a picture yep. of Kyle and I flaunting the stylish ass, <laughs> and he's like, "This is cool." I, I, and he clicked on it and just started to sniff around, looked at yeah. our website. He's like, "These guys are doing something authentic." I, I, I'm feel, I'm feeling. Yeah. He reached out to us. And yeah. Yeah. Now we have people reach out to us all the time, and Kyle is our sure. And some of them are legit, <laughs> like like saying, and some of them are. I'm sure That's you so legit. <laughs> have real life Master Ken's trying to hook up well, with you guys. And you know what? Kyle is the most in depth private investigator I've met. So I can lob something over the fence, and I will know within 30 minutes their life story, how many divorces they've had. <laughs> I right. get a full report. So you guys know you guys know all the dirt on me that I don't even know is public. We know things. We've been you in the dark web, and man, your face pops up a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, that, that, so that Silk Road wishes they had me as a customer. It's it's funny because the curse became a blessing. The blessing became getting connected with Sifu Singh and coming up with this new idea where we could help share the gifts of passionate martial artists through a platform and allow anyone to train mm-hmm. and learn from these masters, regardless of where they live. Now, nothing will replace in-person training. No. Nope. Well, right. But especially right now, I mean, a lot of people, there's a lot of places. I mean, like I'm my school, like we have like a three day a week thing that we do. We have some, some free classes we offer, but our three days a week that we teach for, for money, like we're still not open yet because of the California's run of this, you know, so what else is somebody going to do? Like, of course they have to learn from home. It's such a crazy time we're living in. Yeah. We're lucky. We, <laughs> but you're we there. A few year head, you know. head start mm-hmm. uh, on digital products. And that's pure luck. Yeah, that was luck. Yeah. But the feedback um, from our customers is that we're on the right track. And we've created a, an online yeah, yeah. learning experience that is exceptional. And what's so cool is that we actually listen to our, our, our audience. We say, you know, how we're always looking for feedback. What can we do to make this better? Everything that we put out is essentially crowdsourced. So we have our community that we say, how, how can we, so Gen 2 of the hood key, Gen, Gen right. 2 of the, Mar- so we basically blended a hoodie with so a So what are the big differences between Gen 1 and Gen oh, 2? Like, so like, what audi- are- we, we threw it out there. Once we wanted to create Gen 2, we said, well, how can we make this hood key better? They, oh, we had these ideas for, oh, I want a cool liner. It would be awesome if there was like weapons pockets and there was like a hit, a hit <laughs> cell phone pocket. And what if there was, oh, it, they just gave us all these ideas. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. We went and run with them. Some ideas are stupid though. <laughs> like True. one person wanted a, underwater <laughs> blowgun dart holder and like that's super that's niche aggressive. dude that, that's aggressive I, if you do that yeah. I, I don't think it could be in a garment that everybody should have right right <laughs> clearly yes. clearly so Josh I wish I could I wish I had a list of like all of the the crazy ideas that you've received like not even that I want to bite off of them and steal them but I'm sure like just the submissions that you guys get we get a lot of interesting ideas and and one thing that I've also learned is to never call an idea dumb until the market says it's dumb and 
what think a lot of brilliant ideas were stupid ideas when they first started. Uber was a ridiculous idea. Airbnb was sure. a ridiculous idea. A lot of ideas are ridiculous until they are incredibly obvious. And they just strike a nerve with people and people are like, all right, let's do it. And they jump and on board. A few people like Buddha Brothers is where we are right now. Like the people are starting to understand us more. But when sure. we first started this thing, <laughs> the laugh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you guys get a bunch of bunch of like uh, hate thrown your way pretty quick? And just like, what are you two idiots thinking? This yeah. will never work. You guys are selling sticks right. on the. Don't internet? you know there's basically only Century Martial Arts, and that's the only distributor in town? Right. Like, what do you? Not, not even that. Like, our only access to the market was to sell sticks. So. So you basically were selling Kali sticks and no, that was it? a Hanbo, which is... A three-foot... Yes, oh. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. So that was, the only, that was the only thing that we knew or had access to at the time. We started. So, so yeah. imagine going to a... Like taking a business plan to somebody and be like, Hi, um, I, so I got this great business idea. Uh, I'm a martial... <laughs> I want to sell sticks. I want to sell... Internet. And they look at you like, so wait, let me get this straight. You're going to sell dowels <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good That's the plan. Good luck, buddy. Okay, cool. I, get out of my office. <laughs> Eric... Did, so how many how many banks did you guys go to before zero? Like, we started this business for a thousand dollars, five hundred from Eric and five hundred from myself. Yes. So you just basically took your own capital and were like, all right, let's see what yep. we got. And that made us get gritty. We had to learn everything, how to shoot sure. photography. I I had a I had a Canon camera. All right, I better learn this. Mm-hmm. We started learning how to film. We started learning how to do social media. We started learning everything. We just looked at it from a place of as an education. We can actually learn a skill set to learn e-commerce and learn how to monetize what we're passionate about on the internet. That was that was the adventure that we wanted to go on. Yep. And, and you guys are doing it, man. Like you you haven't stopped. I mean, it just keeps growing right now. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. Uh, Eric rarely gets angry or upset. True. He's, he, he always, I I believe that. I believe that you are seriously one of the most, like anytime you and I've met, even when, uh, like the gnarly thing happened and, and I actually wouldn't mind hearing the story again or having it, be included here when you lost your camera uh, in Hawaii. Yeah. Even after the fact, like your willingness to kind of go, you know, like I didn't obviously wasn't with you when you were in the panic mm-hmm. mode because I'm sure you had your moment, but like it wasn't that long after that that Sifu Singh taught the thing and, and you got and you sounded pretty dang positive. Yeah. yeah. After the fact. So I mean, you clearly don't hold on to I stuff try. for long. Yeah, that's it. and he we lose shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's gone, and sometimes it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's in Never Neverland. But <laughs> one of the ti- one of the few times I've ever seen Eric upset was we were at a bar, and this is a few years ago. So we were sure we were, you know young and just full of energy. This is when we first started Little yeah. Brothers, and. Yeah, we just created our Instagram account and we managed to get a hundred followers on it. We were so freaking pumped. We had a hundred followers on Instagram, yeah, and we thought we were so cool at that time. <laughs> so 
we go up to these girls on the table and which they're like oh so like what are you guys doing what are you interested in and we were both wearing budo brother yeah, shirts that's both, why so because yeah. we were filming earlier oh. i'm like ah oh, let's go for a beer you guys still yeah, there can you hear can you hear us i can't hear you guys anymore how about now all right can you hear us? good now okay, okay we're good, good now yeah keep going with the story yeah Kyle. all right yeah. so um yeah we were at the bar and we we're both wearing the same shirts and we go up to uh, a table of girls we're talking to them and they start asking us about the shirts and what it is and so we tell them the idea and we show them our instagram account that we're so proud to have 100 followers on <laughs> and these girls just light us up like complete of of just like solely start clowning on you and like how how do you guys think you have anything going on or anything so like that? So wait, wait, wait. This is like they're, this is what they're like. So wait, wait, wait. Let me get this straight. The two <laughs> of you guys pose with sticks on Instagram and take stick pics, and that's your guys's business. Careful how you say that. <laughs> yeah, that's your guys' business plan, and they just started just raining on our parade here we are we're so happy we got 100 followers on instagram yep and these two girls just completely shot us down and eric eric got a little angry at that uh, one dude, but it was just the way they it was just you know when when somebody it's like when you 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 uh like a kid hit a, hits a ball <laughs> like it gets a home run for the first time and they're playing and then you're like yeah, well, whatever. You know, like you, you can't, you crush that spirit. Like exactly. you were in that vulnerable. Yeah. 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 Truth. Yeah, exactly. Here, here we are two, like Budo Brothers was maybe six months old mm -hmm. and we were excited about this new adventure that we were embarking on yeah. and we were sharing this excitement with two other individuals who pulled yeah. their pants down and shit all over it okay and yeah it, was, it yeah. was so interesting for me because i was like here i was like like passionately talking about what we were doing and having someone blatantly shit all over it and in a way that was just completely distasteful it like you there's a way to tell someone their idea is dumb and that wasn't the way and <laughs> well to, to, i mean to be real like expecting to get validation from people in a bar yeah. that you never yeah. met right yeah. <laughs> but at least they could have just ignored it they went and straight oh, to the jug yeah. yeah they went straight to the heart. yeah and no yeah. joke they, they so so what you're telling me is that not all canadians True. are nice oh, they were from america <laughs> like there's there <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they're from. <laughs> Either way, yeah, <laughs> it was it was really yeah. interesting because that was our first point where we're like we actually were like, are, is what we're doing stupid? Like, yeah. like is is what we're doing stupid? Sure, like, like sure. Cause Cause we have that echo chamber. Yeah, because our family's excited and all your friends are. Oh, cool! Look at you! Oh, yeah, cool. So uh, everyone in your echo chamber is going to tell you you're doing a great job, and then first, finally, someone yeah. you get somebody who's like, hey what the hell are you guys doing? And we're like, whoa, what are we? It was just the first time we were questioning what it was mm -hmm. we were doing. And that goes back to that static, right? Because I don't right. think a lot of even my friends thought that this was a good idea. Like shit. But they wanted to be supportive maybe because they uh, were your friends. They don't want to be like a jerk about absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, but deep down when you look in their eyes, they're like, 
you, this is really what you're going to try. Like you're going to do, you're going to go be a martial yeah. arts influencer thing. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, that's the best part because it doesn't make sense because it doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and, so let's fast forward like oh wow you guys do you're so good doing so good with Budo brothers and it's like well it didn't start that way like we yeah. didn't we were doing something that hadn't really been done before so of course that's actually and so now i actually look for that as a good confirmation where it's like a oh, perfect doesn't exist mm-hmm. and yeah and we just did things that felt right like we used the martial arts super show as a big meter to kind of how far we progress because it's a consistent event that happens every year that we can reflect and we're always filming. But when we first went to the martial arts super show, we were the first, what was your first year? Uh, 2017. Yeah. I think it was 17. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that, so in 2017, we brought our cameras down and filmed everything and we were the, only people doing that yes nobody else was filming everything and like talking to people and filming it Mm. flash forward last martial arts super show everybody had a phone out a camera out so we were lucky we were still doing that content creation at the beginning of it Mm. and we're always trying to not even innovate but just be us and just kind of use what feels right as the the litmus test. Man, like that's 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 nuts, man. Like I'm I'm thinking about like the guys we we're talking about slacklining earlier. That sounds like the entrepreneurial equivalent. Because I've done slacklining, I'm only maybe four or five feet off the ground. You know, really, I'm not doing like the crazy like you know cro- walking across cliffs. But that sounds like walking across the cliff you know like where we have two cliffs that are connected by like maybe like a a 30 foot slack line with no net that's what that sounds like to me from an entrepreneurial perspective and that's and you guys are freaking doing it and that's and that's exactly honestly what this whole like adventure mind idea that i i basically just kind of had in my mind like a few years ago of like man what's what's a good like like adventure is a mindset like right like let's it's it's all about the mindset and about how you expand out and let that ripple out and you guys are living it and 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 that's what you know you're not worried about whether or not it's safe you're not worried about whether or not you're going to get beat up you're not worried about i mean maybe you are but you're not letting that stop you and you're continuing forward on this journey and this discovery through serving people and through having a business that speaks to the things that are important to you guys. That's honestly like, like this, this podcast is is the first real public thing that we have going on. But in terms of a movement of people that are enough with the, the safe enough with letting my fear keep me from experiencing Mm -hmm. what life has to Mm -hmm. offer, you know, like fear is, not a good thing or a bad thing. Well said. Fear is a messenger that is sometimes quiet and sometimes way too loud. The trick is, is to listen to that fear and kind of go, okay, what's the message? Is that message worth paying attention to? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I 
I'm, I'm afraid because I'm not going to be ready. If I stand here in the middle of the street, the truck's going to run me over. Good fear impulse. If it's, you know, like when I go out into the water and I, and I go surfing or whatever, or when you guys do this thing, you know, what's the worst that can happen? If you're ready, you're like, well, okay, the worst thing can happen. I fall over. I get back up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you guys do it. And that's the more people that, that kind of see what you guys are doing and, and, and hopefully what I'm trying to help with and, and the ideally pretty much anybody who comes on this show is that you don't have to be bound by the fear. You can use the fear to give you the message of where you need to pay attention, but you don't have to let the fear be the, be the master. You be the master, make, make, make your fear work for you. Don't be a slave to the panic that the fear starts to build in you. We try to set up no lose situations where yeah. we are going to go try something and we try to set it up so that we can't lose. And how we do that is either it works or we learn incredibly valuable information. So it's a well, spoken like a true martial artist, you know, like, what, you know, so we <laughs> yeah. don't lose you like losing is a mindset so you can succeed or you can learn. And I like both of those things. I like succeeding and I like learning. So what's to be scared of? And, and yep. the thing about fear is fear can only develop when you have something important to lose, when you're risking true. something important. You don't remember the times you played it safe. Yes, okay, as far as humans go, playing it safe is sometimes how you survive. But those aren't the moments that you carry with you to the grave. Mm -hmm. All of those moments, like a first kiss, how scary was that? The first time you start a business, the first time like you uh, public speak, all of these moments that you remember from every, your whole life that you stick with you, are from overcoming that fear. And if you neutralize that by never taking risks, you completely neuter a whole side of life that you don't get to experience. And that's where all the joy comes from, is over the bridge of fear. Yeah. Well said, man. That's like, we we could be here forever, dude. Like, like like, honestly, like... (laughs) It could go all night. It could, man. But like, dude, like, I'm so glad this happened, man. Cause like you guys were like, like I, I messaged you and you were like instantly where and yeah, when let's do like, it. like, no, no, this isn't like, cause like at the time I, I'm trying to think, I, I don't even know if I had actually recorded with Sifu Singh yet. I think we just scheduled the interview and you guys were, yeah, we'll yeah, do it. Yeah. Count us in, mark like, us down. Well, we don't you know, know the type of guy you exactly. are. We're yeah. not gonna. We're not gonna mess around yeah. with that. Well, it's a no look pass. Sure. It's yeah. a no look pass. Yeah, yeah. And then you, that, <laughs> seems no, appropriate. That's a, that's yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, it's 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 a testament to your character and who you are and and the path Thank that you. you're on. Thank and, you, man. And the the good that you're trying to serve the 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 purpose that drives you is powerful, and that resonates with what we're doing so when something like this pops up comrades in arms man comrades in arms and against apathy and against mediocre life right i don't have to think about it and i gotta say 
we have had multiple conversations about you without you being in the room and you are an inspiration right. to us Truth. like you, <laughs> right you on, inspire man. us so when we saw you train and what you do and what you're able to do um thank you inspired us and we are so grateful to be in your circle and you welcoming us on your podcast Absolutely, dude. And, and, you know, I'm sure there will be some opportunities for, you know, as, as Adventure Mind is now finally starting to exist as a thing outside of just my mind and occasional hashtag I use. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely see we're, we're part of the same, like I said, the army against apathy, cool. nice. you know, like, like, you know, so uh stoked to have you guys on this uh this journey with me man i'm i'm so blessed to have you guys well this is a great great episode and thank you thank everyone for tuning in i I mean this is really awesome heck yeah man yeah love to connect with other like-minded folks that if this resonates connect with us follow us on our instagram follow us on youtube yeah so give that a we'll put that in the show notes but definitely because some people might just listen or whatever like uh get the the salient points there to, to link up with us just search buddha brothers on any of the internet things you'll find us we'll be be there and reach out we always connect we always are looking to engage and talk to people they're super fast to reply <laughs> like super fast awesome right on man well as uh as we've said many times before we'll say it again is adventure is a state of mind how you live it is up to you beautiful, beautiful.